Here is a question. Uh, I just pick up this question without any particular order. Uh, how can or is the practice of dana used in the thoughts? I hope you are asking for dana, D-A-N-A, uh, the retreat is jhana, J-H-A-N-A. Since you have asked this, wrote this word, dana, D-A-N-A, uh, in the thoughts. Uh, dana actually is a thought. You, you intend, intend to give, dana means generosity, giving, sharing, that is called dana. So it is your mental state, uh, your intention, so that is how dana is practiced if something uh, unintentionally uh, throw um, somebody picks it up it is not done so it's something to be done it must come from the heart from the thought that is called thought of generosity Nekkama Sankhapa, thought of giving, sharing. Okay, next question. I try to be brief this time because uh, I'm already tired. <laughs> I was talking this morning, talking afternoon. After this formal talk, I had another group of visitors and uh, One said that uh, this may be her last visit with me. Uh, probably we will never meet again. With this kind of uh, request, I can. How can I say no? So I spend some time with them now, talking. How should we proceed of uh, if? Uh, Memories of past lives begin to arise. It's not like we can will our past selves to go rummaging in our pockets for driver's license. How should, how should we proceed if memories of past lives begin to arise? Uh, if the memories of past lives begin to arise, uh, I would suggest uh, <clears throat> in a way that gives you a clue to liberate yourself very quickly 
because in the past you went through the same thing and now you are here going through the same thing that you went through in the past and into the future also therefore if you remember your past life you must accelerate your practice now to end that repetition in existence that is how i would do uh, if i remember past lives <coughs> okay there are comments there is one comment here this also comment i don't have to answer comments set aside and uh, did the buddha ever give the length of time for returners to be reborn or is it uh, is that time irrelevant also does time to be reborn depends on the realm of the rebirth the first question you may be referring to uh, length of time for returners uh, perhaps you are talking about uh, never returners Uh, never returns never returns that's true never returns means that they will not be reborn in this human realms but they can visit from where they are uh, you ask the length of time for returns to be reborn uh, that that depends on uh, how sharp their uh, attainment or wisdom is and there are uh, five uh, situations one is uh, called upahacha parinibbhai meaning as soon as the uh they die here and be reborn in one of the five pure abodes uh aviha atap sudasa sudasi akanitta these are the five these are just names for you to remember if you can but uh, they don't mean anything to you unless you have attained this never return state any every never return is born in aviha realm another brahma realm as soon as he hit there he attains full enlightenment then in between that if he doesn't attain that state art birth there and in between the birth and death in that life he will attain the stage is called antara parinibbhai upachara parinibbhai antara parinibbhai 
అసంఖార పరిణిబ్బాయి ససంఖార పరిణిబ్బాయి ససంఖార మీన్స్ విత్ మో ఎఫర్ట్ దట్ ఇండివిజువల్ విల్ అటైన్ దుల్ అండ్ లైటైన్మెంట్ ససంఖార అసంఖార మీన్స్ వితౌట్ ఎనీ ఎఫర్ట్ ద ఇండివిజువల్ అటైన్ ఫుల్ అండ్ లైటైన్మెంట్ దెన్ ఉద్దం సోత్ అక్కడ కానీ దెన్ ఇఫ్ ఇట్ డజెంట్ అటైన్ ఎనీ i mean full enlightenment in any of these stages he will go to akanitta the highest realm of existence and there he will attain full enlightenment these i would not worry about thinking about them now uh, when it happens then you think about it also does the does uh, time to be reborn depend on the realm of the rebirth uh, no it happens instantly it doesn't matter where uh, the individual is born instantly this also has some uh, uh, controversial uh, debatable argument discussions on this topic uh, we you know put it aside and some other times we, we try to talk about that okay what should someone do if they are unable to concentrate for several weeks i think i answered that question indirectly uh, in my talk if you cannot concentrate even for a month not only couple of weeks even for a month your good news is that you can practice vipassana <laughs> these two always go hand in hand when you cannot do this do this so don't worry uh, because when we cannot concentrate you ask why you cannot concentrate monkey mind so that shows the mind is going here and there because of our desire that is the very nature of desire it goes from object to object object to object object to object making our making we are making making us restless so you have restlessness and worry so this is triggered by desire greed the buddha described desire yayang tanna pono bhavika nandi raga sagata tatra tatra binandini this desire is delighting here enjoying there for a while and then lose interest go to another object desire there enjoy it for a while 
and then go to another object and so forth. That is the very nature of desire. So that shows you your uh, mind taking you to various objects because it doesn't it doesn't stay in one object. When something does not stay in one object, what do you know? That it is impermanent. Impermanent. So practice your impermanence. Practice your vipassana, which is uh, which which uh, what do you call includes the practice of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and selflessness. Wherever you find the mind wandering, see impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and selflessness. Then you are practicing vipassana meditation. Don't have to worry about concentration. <clears throat> okay, this is. Um, uh, I think another little essay. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether there it is a question. Okay. Anyway, to enter the first jhana, should we uh, intentionally think all the uh, all three types of thoughts, Nekkama, Vyapada, and Ahimsa, one after another. For, for example, should we think, I let go of uh, everything and experience that feeling, then I have uh, goodwill for all beings, uh, everywhere and experience that feeling. Then I have compassion for all beings and feel that feeling. After that, should we uh, sustain them, uh, sustain these thoughts until we enter the jhana? Uh, I thought we have to pay attention to the breath. Uh, could you please explain how exactly to do vitakka and vichara and when to do it to enter the first jhana? Okay. Vitakka vichara arises when you attain the first jhana. You are not uh, planning in advance. <coughs> Vitaka Vichara, I think I explained it uh, earlier in my talk that uh, uh, you practice uh, uh, mindfulness and then gain uh, degree of concentration uh, according to formula. Uh, your secludence and so forth. And then 
since you have let go of your sense desires you let go of your sense desires letting go of sense desire sensual desire is your uh, first vitakka first vitakka is renunciation nekkama sankappa nekkama means letting go letting go you deliberately did when you attained the state uh, quite secluded from sense pleasures secluded from sense pleasures means letting go of your sense desire called kama vitakka once it is gone you have nekkama vitakka that is you let it go let it go when you let it go you don't think about it afterward if you think about it you have not done your job so you let go and that becomes your mental state that becomes your mental state as soon as you think about it you lose your jhana you don't think about it but the thought arises before you attain that state and that is the thought that turns into your experience feeling of letting go your thought is one thing and when it is complete all you have in your mind is that mental state i think i also said that uh, jnanic experience is beyond conceptual level when you try to conceptualize you lose jnana so before that you let go of sensual desire and then you experience the feeling of sensual the abs- 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 absence of it and that state is called thought of letting go or thought of generosity although we use the word thought it is in fact almost shadow of the thought not the thought itself i use this uh, figuratively speaking uh, that mental state you cannot put a label to that that's where remember and then you sustain it you maintain it because you have hindrances here and jnanic factors here now these two teams are rivals this team is trying to attack this team uh, just like you know any game any time the any member of this team becomes weak this team comes and invade that your space take up your space and defeat you so in the mind in the jnanic state you balance this they are hovering over your head the hindrances 
So you have to stand your ground, maintain your position very firmly. And if you think, they come and attack. <laughs> Don't think. Okay. What is the scripture reference that uh, discusses using both types of meditation together? Uh, I, for this moment, cannot remember the particular discourse, but if you are so interested, tomorrow I will give you the reference. Okay? Now mind is not working properly. Okay. Uh, would you please uh, re- re- restate the two ways of uh, burning up the fetters? Okay. Two ways of burning up fetters are Aramana Upanijjana and Lakhana Upanijjana. Aramana means external object. You just pay attention to an object, flame of a candle or a color. Something like that. Uh, These are called, uh, I even don't like to use these terms because it takes a lot of time to explain. They are called kasina. You know kasina? Your cousins? Remember your cousins. <laughs> Add one A at the end and say Kasina. <laughs> they represent the entirety of that particular object. For instance, blue. Blue, they call Kasina. Blue Kasina. You make a disc about nine inches in diameter in circle and paint it in blue. You don't have to worry about painting. You go to in the computer and make the circle and <laughs> you, you can color it in the computer any way you like. <laughs> so paint it. <laughs> have put it in a sort of a cardboard and put in front of you about 18 inches close to you and focus your mind on that. Focus your mind, that is called uh, Uggha the learning sign 
and then you watch, keep gazing, 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 gazing at it, and then close your eyes. When you close your eyes, that circle of blue, blue circle, should stay in your mind. Every time, whatever megapixel <laughs> in the picture should be in your mind as memory. If there is a little hair on the face, on the disc, the color, that also should be in your mind. So, then close your eyes, move away from that place and then focus your mind on that memorized image. That is called Patibhaganimitta. Patibhaganimitta means counterpart sign. Here Nimitta means sign, external learning sign, memorized sign. And then focus your mind on that. Just focus your mind on it. Don't think about it. Don't verbalize. Just focus your mind. Then, during that period, your hindrances will subside. You gain concentration. That is called Aramana Upanijjana. Arama means object, external object. <coughs> so, other uh, way of uh, destroying, that is, destroying, the first one actually does not destroy. First one will suppress. Second one is really, second one really destroys. Second is called Lakkana Upanijjana. Lakkana means characteristics. We all have only three characteristics. All of us. No matter how different we are, we all are united in these three characteristics. What are the three? Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta. Impermanence, suffering, non-self. If anybody has self, that person is different from us. <laughs> so, we all have to be free from self. So, we pay attention to any of these three characteristics, starting with impermanence. Pay attention to, as I mentioned earlier, with utmost sincerity, dedication, with good health and faith, wisdom, we have to have this. Why all this? We want to avoid all kind of uh, uh, biases. Mind has to be impartial. When we pay attention to all, any experience in our life, anything, with impartial attitude, what we see, 
changing. They are constantly changing. Changing, 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 changing. Friends, don't take my word for granted. You entire your personality is a witness for this truth of impermanence. Watch yourself. Watch your not only watch your mouth, <laughs> watch your experiences. Watch your experiences and you will never ever find one experience the same for two consecutive moments. It's changing, changing, changing. <clears throat> it is hundred percent true. Since these days all kind of uh, technology is available to watch what is happening physically inside us. You watch. Every time, I think, how many hundred billions or trillion cells in our body, hundred billions, every cell is vibrating. I don't know about neuroscience, but they say they are changing. And you see that in your own personality when you check yourself with using any modern technology, uh, techniques, to see how quickly things inside changing. So when you pay attention to your experiences, that is what you see. That is the truth. When something is changing at that speed all the time, that is not satisfactory. That is not a happy situation. You are all young, strong, healthy, beautiful people now. Wait for some years. You will be like me. If you live long enough, you will be like me. Because it is happening to all of us all the time. Happening, happening, happening. And then, there is no autonomous power in us to stop this. There is no autonomous, no any particular entity that has an autonomous power to control this, to stop this. That is called selflessness. These are the three things we see. Seeing these three things, our greed will subside, our hatred will subside, our confusion will subside, mind becomes very, very clear, pure, free from these defilements. So therefore, that particular practice is called Lakkana Upanijjana. 
in that practice we not only just suppress but they will completely vanish from our minds vanish forever <coughs> now buddha mentioned the uh, mentioned he had 1000 of past lives so he died was reborn again was born again many times what passed between one death and new rebirth it was not his self body soul then what that's the question <coughs> so this is what uh, buddha himself tried to explain in the teaching of dependent origination due to causes and conditions birth takes place <coughs> now you are asking what goes from this life to this life this life dies this life appears you are asking what goes from this to this if there is no soul or self <coughs> we should say desire desire and ignorance desire and ignorance work together where there is desire ignorance is there where is there ignorance desire is there so <coughs> buddha gave very beautiful simile all your karmic force is in this combination desire and greed all your karmic force which triggers the next life triggers then it starts it's sort of a jump start of the next life like a jump start to a car would they give a simile would they not give a jump start simile is <laughs> 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 my own Buddha simile <laughs> Buddha simile is suppose there is fire it started on a tree like in forest fire and fire started here then this flame from this fire goes to another tree and start fire now <clears throat> what this what is the agent that brings this flame to that tree what is the agent 
No, no, the fire, when you, when you see fire burning here, and the flame all of a sudden goes to another tree. Wind. It is the wind that takes this flame to the other tree. <coughs> Similarly, when somebody dies, his uh, karma, intentional things, as you said, done in the first question, that is the intentional thing, uh, karma, and you have a desire to live again. I don't think uh, even people out of desperation, they say, one life is enough. I don't want to be reborn again, to go through the same thing again. You may say so, just for the sake of expressing your frustration, disappointment, upset. But when the moment of death comes, if somebody comes and tells you, whisper to your ear, I make you live for another five days, won't you be happy? You will be happy. Even if your death is very painful, if somebody comes and tells you very whisper to your ear, I make you live in a very good, healthy life for five days. You like that. That means at the moment the desire is there. We have not destroyed desire. Why is it there? Why you agree to this person's suggestion? Because of your ignorance. Now, you have a karma, you have a desire, you have ignorance. And consciousness. Kammang ketam. The kamma is the field. Where is the kamma field? Is in the consciousness. Kammang ketam, vinyanam, bijam. Vinyana is a bija, the seed, the, 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 to start with, the Next slide. And then the third is tanha uh, sineho. Tanha is craving, is the moisture. So you have three things, kamma, consciousness and craving. Underneath all of them is ignorance. Is it not enough to go from one life to another? I think this is a plenty big bundle. So don't worry about it. You have something to go take your life to next life. But we try not to do it again and again so many times. We try to cut it short. Reduce it. Reduce by attaining at least the first level of 
enlightenment called Sotapanna. That is the money-back guarantee state. Guarantee that you will never be reborn in an animal realm, hellish realm, ghost realms, and so forth. You will be reborn in a very, very happy state as a good human being. <coughs> or even some divine being. So, that is why we meditate. <coughs> okay, next question. Uh, why do monastics not speak about the level of jhanas they have reached? Okay. Suppose, suppose, I say, I attain the fourth jhana, I attain the fourth jhana, I attain the fourth jhana. <laughs> I repeat, whenever you come to this place, I attain the fourth jhana. <laughs> what that got to do with your attainment? It has nothing to do with your attainment. But I tell you how to attain it. If you follow the steps, you can attain it. That is what actually counts. Not, not my telling you, I attain such and such a state. That is why monks <laughs> don't say, talk about it. No need. I heard you say once before that to begin renunciation we should give away our collections first. What if our intention is to give the collection to another family member when we die? Can we keep it until then? <laughs> you know that is not that is not giving that is not giving because when we die we never take one penny from our account I guarantee you that I guarantee somebody will take it if nobody, at least the government will take it. That is not your renunciation. <laughs> I would say, if you are not, if you won't get offended, I would say that is foolish thinking. Renunciation is that you do deliberately, intentionally, while experiencing it and seeing somebody receiving it and enjoying it, then you think, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. That kind of mental state does not arise when you die thinking, 
I must keep it my day after my death, death so and so. That's not renunciation. <coughs> In his talk yesterday, Bhante S. referred to a creator. Would you please explain this concept? <coughs> the word creator, uh, Buddha used for uh, craving and ignorance in, um, in um, Dhammapada there is a stanza, we have it in this Vandana book as well as Aneka Jati Sansara Sandhavi Sanghanibhisan the meaning is to create or uh, seeking but not finding the builder of this house I wandered in samsara uh, O house builder thou art seen thou shalt not build house this again all thy rafters are broken thy fish pole is shattered the mind has attained unconditioned never build this house again. House he refers to this five aggregates. Builder he refers to greed and ignorance. So this is our creator. <coughs> greed creators and ignorance support it. I have a uh, simile and I have written an article on this. It's a very different things, but now I don't have time to say that. When uh, <coughs> uh, thought all that causes suffering uh, comes into our awareness in meditation or otherwise, if we can just drop it, should we, when is it good to process it or work through it, move, uh, move uh, fully? Okay. <clears throat> when, uh, I think, When uh, I think this thought that comes to suffering. <clears throat> when suffering comes into our awareness uh, in meditation or otherwise, uh, if we can just uh, drop it, uh, what do we drop? The thought of suffering. So you ask, uh, should we, when is it good to process it or work through it more fully? When the suffering arises in our mind, <coughs> we honestly recognize it and then we must ask ourselves 
Why? Why is this suffering? <coughs> Say, for instance, war is going on somewhere in some foreign country. I feel very sad. That is my suffering. I suffer. Then I must ask myself, I am comfortable here. The war is there, far away, thousands of miles away, I have nothing to do with that. Why I suffer here? Because I am attached to my uh, my thought of peace. I love peace, not war. <coughs> Therefore, when war, I when I hear heard about war, I feel very sad. I suffer. Why I suffer? I don't know those people, I don't know, I, I know in the war there is no, uh, they don't play card, they just kill. Kill many innocent people, all kind of things, I don't have to describe that. <coughs> then, I like peace. So I, I am attached to my peace in here. And this thought disturbs my peace and I suffer. If I don't have that attachment to my peace, I don't suffer. So I know <coughs> I can intellectually <coughs> rationalize well I have no control over the world. It is so big for me. I have limited capacity in everything. Within this limited capacity, I simply wish that there is no war, that everybody lives in, live in peace, harmony. That is my wish. This wish may come true or not, but I wish. And that wish makes me less suffering, because it is very realistic. So on the one hand I am not attached to my peace, on the other hand I realistically look at my thought. This thought is, this sadness is impermanent, like everything else in the world. So I look at impermanence and my suffering will temporarily fade away. <coughs> Okay. 
here is the question does any of this sound familiar you gave a long list of things i mean long description i try to save time and save my energy i use the sound of silence a high pitched sound vibration as the doorway into concentration during the meditation i began to experience uh, uncontrollable rapid eye movements and a strong sense of being drawn vertically by the vibration i had a sense of uh, being drawn up through my uh, conditioned self into something that did not end and that i cannot uh, fully grasp or even try to explain okay then the question my question is this does any of this sound familiar and could you speak about using the sound of uh, silence as an object into concentration <clears throat> now these are two contradictory terms uh, on the one hand you talk about silence and on the other hand you say sound in silence it is just like uh, one hand clapping like you know so you have to hear listen one hand clapping without using your ears can you do that can you hear one hand clapping without using your ears no way both are impossible similarly if you say silence sound that uh, doesn't make sense but you can say silence you feel vibration during my silence you feel it you experience it that is possible that happens when uh, in a changes taking place at least uh, our uh, nerves or our uh, electric impulses going through uh, neurotransmissions all over our body we experience vibration we experience vibration that vibration is very very subtle very you know very deep only when there is silence you can experience it when there is no silence mind goes to various other things and you will not experience this inner vibration so that is possible what i would do <clears throat> when it happens i deepen my awareness of impermanence awareness of impermanence becomes very very sharp and clear 
when you experience this inner vibration. That can be a part of your very good uh, jhanic experience. When you are in a very high jhanic state, you have this experience and you use that as a very definite sign of impermanence. So you don't try to attach to anything. I think, friends, with this, my time also is up. The questions also are finished. And I say you, good night.